Welcome back to Code Red. On our podcast team here, we have been wondering what Leiden University is doing in the fight against the climate crisis. How is Leiden getting involved and what steps does our uni take to become more sustainable? Given the scale of the climate crisis, I think it goes without saying that broad institutional reform is much needed, which is where the Leiden University Green Office comes in. Lugo exists within the wider Green Office movement that seeks to make university campuses everywhere more sustainable. How this process looks like is still a bit elusive though, which is why for today's episode I talked to Laura and Anaya, two students working for the Green Office. I asked them what Lugo does and how institutional reform at Leiden looks like. So today I'm talking to Laura and Inaya from the Leiden University Green Office. Um, if you guys could just go ahead and maybe introduce yourself, who you are, what you're doing within Lugo. Hi, I'm, uh, I'm Laura and I'm uh, the communications coordinator at Lugo. Um, in terms of like what I study, I'm currently doing my master's in governance of sustainability, but I used to do the bachelor's international relations and organizations, so I have uh, been at Leiden for a while. Um, in terms of my own uh, personal interests, I have a uh, large interest in, in writing and in climate ethics. Uh, so that's uh, the two things I blend, and that's especially what's in my role at Lugo I've been uh, trying to push forward for, uh, which is trying to get, well, basically ethics and the humanities into, into the Green Office. Um, hi, I'm Anaya. I'm the Visibility and Outreach Coordinator at Lugo. I've been a part of the organization for a little bit longer than yeah. Laura, although not that long <laughs> still. Um, but yeah, I actually started out in Lugo as a community um, committee member, which is not exactly a board member, but they handle the community side of things, which yeah, we can talk mm -hmm. about later. But um, And I study... Um, I'm doing the MA in Film and Photographic Studies right now. So I've been in LIDA for about one and a half years, two years, I think, because I also did the pre-master before this. Um, and although my master is not directly related to sustainability, I, in my research, I try to connect sustainability and media studies quite a bit, uh, because that is my primary area of interest. Uh, and I would hope that in the future I get to work towards um, communicating research in a more efficient way. Um, yeah. All right. I think the first thing I want to discuss to make us better understand what Lugo is all about is its history. So um, when was it established and also how was it established? Like did the impetus come more from like the student side or from the academic side? The Green Office at LIDA was established in 2016 but there's a whole green office movement that precedes this. So you will find green offices in other universities, not only in the Netherlands, but across Europe as well. Uh, and the whole green office movement was bottom up thing where the primary obje objective was to bridge the gap between the institutional bureaucracy and student activism when it comes to sustainability. So the Green Office then operates as kind of this uh, liaison, you could say, between the university and the students and tries to implement the demands that students have at an institutional level when it comes to sustainability. So that's, I, I guess, what we also do at LIDA uh, as the Green Office. We're a bunch of students 
but we work very closely with the university and we're able to access certain parts of the institution that regular students aren't able to and implement things through structural changes, for instance, organize events for students. And the way the Green Office operates in Leida specifically is twofold. So we have, you can think of it as a back end and the front end of things. So at the back end, you have operations and strategy and education, which would entail, for instance, making the university buildings more energy efficient, yeah. uh, installing water pipes and more vegan food in cafeterias, things like that. Uh, and then you have the community side of things, which is the front end, organizing events, making the community at Lida feel more included in our sustainable escapades, you could say, um, fostering a better community that, that cares about sustainability because that's also quite important. And both of these things tie into each other quite well. And, and so we kind of aim to, yeah, just look at both sides of front end and the back end of things. And, and that's basically a very brief summary of what the Green Office does and how it operates. Yeah, we it's both a place for students um, and employees to voice their sustainability concerns mm -hmm. and to have a sense of community and the sense of uh, the state of environment we're in at the moment, but also we really do try and be an accelerator and a critique of the sustainability ambitions we have. So in that sense, we do so, do some work in terms of institutional reform. Mm -hmm. You two are students. Um, is everyone at LUCO a student? Our board is currently made out of six students. So we're student-led, and uh, then we have a manager who is a member of faculty, and he is full-time, but his full-time job isn't being the manager of Lugo. He also works in the, in the green, basically, uh, sustainability back-end of the university. Yeah. Our managers are linked yeah, exactly. to, yeah. to the bureaucracy and the institutional uh, side of things because he has access to people and decision makers at the university. So mm -hmm. we do our best to convey our demands uh, and the students' demands represent their demands as well and work towards implementing them through a reform. Yeah, yeah. We also have uh, an advisory board that aids us and that's, uh, that's members of faculty. And we meet with them, what is it, quarterly, yeah. usually. Yeah. That also plays a part. So we are connected to the, with student-led, with still students and student initiatives, mm -hmm. but... We have a direct connection to the faculty and academia part of yeah. the university as well. Yeah, and we're employed by the university. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's also another exactly, exactly. important aspect. Yeah. Uh, we work for them, technically. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. so you guys are student-led, right? Um, does it also happen sometimes that students that aren't really engaged with Lugo necessarily like walk up to Lugo and say, like, hey, this is something that we're concerned about? Or is it more that like within Lugo, there's already a bunch of students, so they just kind of like do it from the inside, if you know what I mean? So we have both. Actually, this is something that we're really working towards as well in future, I think this coming September, because uh, we currently have a community committee, so yeah. they help us, um, they volunteers, and they help us with events, and they help us with our own podcasts, and they help us with all of this kind of stuff. Um, but we part we want to expand. We want to become more visible. We want there to be uh, more community aspects at the moment at in within Lugo. So coming September, I think we're thinking of opening up four to five more committees mm -hmm. uh, that have to do with like even just focus groups for strategy, 
um, and education and operations, but also in terms of, um, I think we're looking at an editorial mm -hmm. committee as well and committee to help with like outreach and visibility. So there is that, oh. that is definitely coming. Um, there is already some volunteer positions. I think we've had like an intern as well before, help mm -hmm. us with some research we've done. But then additionally, uh, I do get uh, as a communications coordinator, it is open, you can contact us through email. There's, we have <laughs> many different emails you can contact us about the different things, but students do contact us with just different ideas. I think, I think last week a student was talking to me about Ecosia, uh, which we have at the university anyway, but um, a suggestion and initiative, uh, so we do, that is possible, and I did have a conversation with her about that, and I think she contacted me through our Instagram, Yeah, but a um, yeah. A lot of the times we get uh, messages through Instagram, and it's really good because we yeah. get an idea of what the students want, but there's, yeah. because we also feel like there should be a dedicated platform for students to voice such concerns, that is exactly why we want to open up and extend Lucho yeah. to other committees on a volunteer basis. Yeah. It's also a bit strange to define what Lucho is as an organization because we're neither a student association nor a university-led association. Exactly. So kind of a hybrid. It, is, it, is, exactly. it literally is hybrid. Yeah, so when we've set up information stands in the past, people have come up to us and asked us, how do we join Lucho? And we're just kind of yeah, like, you can't, can't join, join us. Uh, but we are student-led and yeah. we are a student yeah. organization, but you can't join us. And mm. I think that's kind Exclusive of... Exclusive club. What we can do is also something that we're working towards in future as well. Uh, we do a lot of work with different student organizations yeah. and study associations as well. Mm, yeah. So in that sense, uh, a lot of the time we partner up for events and talks or provide some form of funding from different things. And um, I had just mentioned the uh, uh, Lugo website. I will mm -hmm. also link that one in the description. Mm -hmm. And um, speaking about the website, so there's two main objectives yeah. and that are kind of stated on there. I will just go over them very quickly. Mm -hmm. So the first one is structurally integrate sustainability in line universities, education, research and facilities mm -hmm. and foster a culture of sustainability in the community of staff and students at line university. So you guys are on like uh, social media, you're on Twitter, you're on Instagram, you're on LinkedIn, I think. And I think it is very visible on those platforms that you guys are trying to foster this culture of sustainability. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, this structural integration mm -hmm. of sustainability within Leiden University, I, feel, I think, is a bit more opaque. Yes. Absolutely. That's kind of the back-end side of things, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Could you guys maybe um, give a few examples of how that could look like, either in the past or in, um, like currently, um, how you guys are integrating it into Leiden University's education, research, and facilities? What we're trying to do this time around, just make those operations more visible, communicated with the student population and the staff population. But yeah, how we're, how we're doing that is primarily through engaging with students or having them be an active part of our, of, of our organization. Because in the, in, in the past, we felt like we were working within a very closed-in, focused kind of group with just six board members and the university. Um, but through by opening up um, memberships, for instance, or volunteer uh, positions to students um, and also staff, 
we hope to get more direct input from them mm. and more direct feedback perhaps even. Um, and Laura already mentioned uh, focus groups. That is something that we're also looking into. Mm -hmm. So those things are basically in the works right now. Um, yeah. yeah, in terms of maybe some more specific examples of what we do in terms of strategy and operations in, in the back end, uh, mm -hmm. I know that one of our, uh, our current uh, team members, um, she's currently working on adapting the current curriculum in schools and universities with, together with other professors and researchers from universities all over the Netherlands because um, uh, there's a big push now for making sustainability of bigger importance in the Dutch education systems. You know, to actually prepare students for the future. And I think the project's name is co-designing or changing education national research agenda. And that's something that one of our members of Lugo is actually participating and going to the meetings in and, and talking to the different professors on these boards about. That's definitely something we're doing. Um, we also have internal research. Uh, so last year, uh, Lugo conducted with a student intern mm -hmm. um, research on the role of sustainability in research done at Leiden University yeah. so do researchers keep sustainably in team mind when carrying out projects actually these results have been analyzed and processed now and I think yeah. uh, we'd like them to come out sometime we're going to do a whole report on that and present yeah. it to the university and the executive board exactly so uh -huh. that's definitely something that we do in the back end yeah. that's like a specific example of mm -hmm. what we're doing right now mm -hmm. um, and I, I think yeah for example Bart who's our operations coordinator is also in discussions about solar panels on Leiden University roofs and mm -hmm. that's again something that's a bit more like institutional energy projects mm -hmm. that is less about visibility and more about what we're doing mm -hmm. in that sense mm -hmm. and also a big thing is also the uh, coffee machines have the, the reusable the reusable cups right so we want we, uh, we we're, we're, we're fighting to get yeah, reusable, more reusable cups. Yeah, basically. so a better system in yeah. place that would er eradicate the use of paper cups altogether. Yeah. And that's also something we're working on. Um, and and uh, perhaps this is also a good opportunity to see how the two like community side of things and operation side of things can intersect because we have this thing called the Sustainability Award. Um, which is given out to the most sustainable student or study association in Leida and The Hague. And so every year we ask what student associations have been doing in order to foster a culture of sustainability. And, those, uh, and that could include anything from installing green roofs in their housing, for instance, to organizing weekly, monthly, sustainability workshops and mm -hmm. things like that and so it has a structure it makes a structural difference uh, but at the same time it engages the community and the award also provides incentives for other associations to become more sustainable. I was gonna say is it only like um, the people that get prizes where it kind of gets announced or is there like a whole ranking of like who is like the most or least sustainable there's, association? There's no ranking but the award is given out by the executive board of the university. Oh right okay. Um, so it is a kind of a big yeah it's a, it's a it's a big deal yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, Talking about prices and rankings, this kind of brings me to my next question. So I think everyone is familiar with like the university rankings that exist. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's this metric, it's called UI Green Metric. And it's kind of a counter initiative, if you will, to kind of like 
look at sustainability more specifically when ranking universities. And this green metric said that this year in 2022, our university Leiden is at the seventh most sustainable in the world. I do want to ask you guys, how come Leiden is at that seventh spot? Is it an accurate representation of um, how sustainable Leiden is? And yeah, if anything, did Leiden con uh, did Lugo contribute to um, Leiden moving up a rank from last year? We are currently ranked seventh worldwide in the UI Green Metric ranking. Mm -hmm. ranking. This yeah. is obviously something that we're proud of and it, it should be acknowledged. Mm -hmm. uh, the university is doing well, um, say, operationally. Um, however, th how accurate, you ask how accurate this ranking is, if you look at the green metric rankings, you'll see that we actually don't, for being a research university, we actually don't do that well on the research and, and yeah. teaching ranking. Mm -hmm. So even though we're seventh, um, if you compare us to those that come below us, we actually do worse yeah, in research Because there's different, different categories exactly. that are taken into absolutely. account. One of them, for example, setting an infrastructure, one of them energy and climate change, waste, but education and research is one of those categories. And you're saying that this is the one it's where I it's a bit of a skewed ranking, in, at least in my own personal opinion, because uh, first of all, it's worldwide, uh, so it makes sense. But basically, you look at the ranking, yeah, European universities at the top, but obviously because they already have the infrastructure in place, so they're allowed to. So yeah. I don't really think it's a very fair ranking. Not all Dutch universities are including it. Exactly. It's much more valuable to kind of look at a, a fair kind of, if you look at the fair groundwork of yeah. universities that have kind of started off in similar places, it's much more valuable in, in our view to look at the sustainable yeah. ranking. So that's like sustainable with an in BUL. Mm -hmm. And that is the national uh, ranking. And it's actually, yeah, it's set up uh, by the Students for Tomorrow Association Students or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. Mm -hmm. And we actually ranked in 2021, we ranked 18th within the Netherlands, which is like a big contradictory thing. So we're seventh in the world, supposedly, yeah. but we're 18th in the Netherlands as we match up, especially if you take into account only 32 universities participated. Mm -hmm. So we actually, we're like quite average. Um, uh, and that's something that we're quite critical about. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Also, it's important to be wary of these metrics and not take it at face value because Laura already mentioned, it's quite skewed. Yeah. You also have to check on what basis are these criteria established, on what basis are they evaluating mm -hmm. um, the different uh, things that they take into consideration can also be quite unbalanced, in my opinion, in yeah. our opinion. Exactly. Yeah, and one thing that also the UI green metric doesn't really take into account is, for example, like investment portfolios, which brings me to the next question. So there was an open letter published in Mara where uh, a few academics criticized the university for having an investment portfolio that's still uh, for the pension funds mm -hmm. that still kind of invests in fossil fuel companies. The university accounts are managed by um, Rabobank, which also is in a very green bank. Yeah, and absolutely. also like the research, as you just said, like there's collaborations going on with Shell, for example, at the moment. And it kind of also made me think about the Instagram page of Lugo because the criticism that the academics made in the letter is that like the university is kind of framing climate change as an individual action matter that everyone just kind of has to take into their own hands and like do all of these little adjustments in their own lives mm -hmm. in order to um, become more sustainable. But it's not really viewed as like a structural issue. Mm -hmm. So, for example, yeah. obviously, I get that like the back end side of things is not super Instagrammable. And I get that probably 
probably it's um, it makes more sense to communicate more like the individual steps students can take. Mm -hmm. um, however, I do feel like there's a little bit of a disconnect, you know, and that it's kind of more framed as an individual matter yeah. than like a structural matter. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because when I first came to LIDA, I sensed an inherent lack of a sustainability mindset amongst the student population. Uh, but when I talk to students at the University of Wageningen, for instance, or they rank their top, yeah, actually, yeah. And, I think, and, and in the sustainable rankings. <laughs> a, lot of the, a lot of the operation side of things that they have managed to uh, implement is largely due to their activism and the yeah. student population pushing for it. They've signed petitions. They've, uh, you know, kind of used the student population and their force and their pressure mm. to make structural changes happen so while while you're absolutely right that individual there's too much focus in general in the sustainability rhetoric that mm. uh, you are in charge of being sustainable uh, that's not the kind of culture we want to foster. We more so want people to be aware of what the university is doing and make them feel included and make their voices heard so that they could be part of the movement and they could actually voice their concerns and voice that they care about these things because <laughs> the university will listen to the students. Um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, 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 no, you're completely right. So there's, I think there's two, two elements uh, mm -hmm. here. Um, yeah, the university does still receive about 6% of its research, just research funds from fossil fuel companies, yeah. as, as you said. This is something that Lugo is very critical about. Mm -hmm. um, there's something uh, at Lugo we think, and this is the reason, I guess, in the back end we're created as well. We do need a paradigm uh, shift. We need a shift in general institutionally. We're, we're win it's not something that we're pleased about in terms of individual contributions with what the Ma said as well. Um, this is something that is a problem not just at the university but it's uh, worldwide yeah, you know absolutely. There's, there's this focus on an individual contribution and basically all you can do is what you do in your own garden mm -hmm. and what you do in your exactly. own exactly and yeah. that's that's just that's just not true yeah. that's just not true no. uh, the, the biggest uh, role i mean the universities need to play a bigger role and this is something that the green office really believes in yeah. because we need a lot of institutional reform there's only so much that an individual can do alone Mm -hmm. um, having said that, our platforms, instead of uh, in terms of social media, that's not what they're for. So that's yeah, we could be promoting, I suppose, more what we're doing in the in the, in the back end. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, in terms of the socials, they're used more to give a place for students and staff to have a voice. Yeah. So that's two completely different things because we don't also don't want basically the individual contribution to get lost yeah. or, or the individual voice to get lost because a lot of dealing with the climate crisis and uh, the environment is also how much uh, as an individual you struggle with it. Yeah, exactly. So, That's yeah. why I think it's also important to kind of communicate what's happening on the back end so mm -hmm. you don't mm -hmm. feel mm -hmm. like it's all Absolutely. on you. you know, what I yeah. mean? We yeah. actually did a podcast uh, about the financial side of things um, with a person from the university um, it's you can find the podcast on Spotify. It's called "It's Not Easy Being Green." That's the I name. I link it in the description. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. Um, but we did a podcast with them, and it was very vague and unclear <laughs> as to mm. where the money actually comes from. Uh, it was all very hush hush. So even when we we are actively trying to reveal those things, it still remains 
kind of hidden, which yeah. is really unfortunate. Um, and that is why we need more student pressure. I, I think pressure is not the best yeah. word, but just we need more people. An impetus. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> an impetus. Yeah. We need more people to care about this so that the university takes us seriously. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, the green office isn't, um, so it isn't like the larger university institution either. Mm -hmm. So we are not the only people working in the sustainability uh, mm -hmm. terms in the, in the back end. Yeah. That, that whole institution reform is happening in the in the background. It's not happening as quickly as Lugo would like. Yeah. And it's something we are critical about. And I think that's one of the roles of Lugo is to be critical about it. Yeah. It's something we are aware of and not pleased about. But definitely, uh, it's something we hope is definitely going to be worked on in the future. Yeah. Anyway. It's also difficult to navigate. But we're also just figuring it out for ourselves. Exactly. Think, yeah. For the most part, just how much because we're still implicated in this institutional structure, right? How do we navigate the space between us as individuals, as students who yep. care about making the university more sustainable and working uh, within this framework that is oftentimes quite rigid. Mm -hmm. So more critical, uh, have more visibility events, get more of the student body involved. I was going to ask, like, how can students get more involved? Because you mentioned earlier you can't really join Lugo. Mm -hmm. you, you talked now a lot about like joining your events, mm -hmm. um, like you're in the works to like um, work together with more students. Like, so yeah, what concretely can we do? To okay, so well, you should be keeping an eye out in general for September because that's when we're really hoping that we can open these different committees. So yes. there's, uh, I think, six different departments at Lugo. Mm -hmm. We have community, and they deal with events and podcasts and all that, and they already have a committee. Mm -hmm. uh, but there'll be renewal of the committee coming September. Uh, so that's something, or maybe end of August, you know, around the start of the academic year, yeah. basically. Then there's uh, the communication department, mm -hmm. which is uh, what I head. And at the moment, we... We recently launched the Lugo Press, mm -hmm. which is uh, something that's new. And this is yeah. now a student publication platform. Yeah. And this is definitely something that, as a student, if you feel like you've... Um, which is also increase in like our research and, and et cetera. Yeah, exactly. It ties into that as well, because um, with the press, we want to establish more legitimacy yeah. with, with our writing. Yeah. And so hopefully that will encourage more students to at least take some interest in, in uh, mm -hmm. disciplinary explorations of sustainability, and that will feed back into the... Yeah, we're hoping that will feed back into the education generally, mm -hmm. but uh, and this is something that I'll put a plug in here as well. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, we currently have a call for writers and illustrators, and my favourite is guest essayists, basically. Mm -hmm. So if you are a student and you've done any form of essay, uh, academic piece on the environment that has to do with the environment in your own field, we're really looking to publish that. So we now have a review process and uh, you part, well, you'll be partnered with an editor and an illustrator and there'll be a review process and we can adapt your academic piece to a web version mm -hmm. that's directly linked to the Green Office mm -hmm. and then in the same way to the university. Yeah. And this is something that students can do that with work they've already done. We've published yeah, stuff. Exactly. And again, this is like a quite a recent launch, but then also if you want to be more of a regular writer as well, we have room for op-eds, we have room for interviews. interviews. We have room for different pieces uh, stemming from like 
uh, going from climate ethics to energy, geoengineering, mm -hmm. agriculture, pollution, whatever you want to talk about. There's room for you to be a regular writer and a regular illustrator, mm -hmm. uh, but there's also room for your guest pieces yeah. that uh, there's, you know, that are longer, you know, that they're like, uh, I don't know, about 2,000, 2,500 words yeah. that are actually valuable and have like good insight that, mm -hmm. you know, you as a student has, have done work and have taken a particular interest in linking your discipline to the environment. Yeah. There is a platform now for you to, to basically publish that and for someone to actively work on you to publish it. And in yeah. order to make it also more inclusive, we are also trying to involve more of the humanities in exactly. there. So interdisciplinary approaches to sustainability. So if you're, for instance, in media or culture or um, IS even, um, and you have insights of how your particular field of interest or your area of research ties into anything, the environment. Yeah, anything to do with sustainability. That is something that we really appreciate. We really are going for this more uh, transdisciplinarity, interdisciplinarity, bringing other uh, disciplines in. And this is definitely, yeah. this is definitely, we're hoping, yeah, it's a student publication forum, you can do that. Yeah. And we're not just uh, restricted to academia, and maybe this brings us to uh, the most recent project we've got on at the moment. Um, we're looking into, well, we're looking, we are establishing seasonal competitions. Mm -hmm. uh, and the one we currently have in the spring is our poetry competition mm -hmm. on environmental guilt. Yeah. And so that will, all the pieces that are submitted will be published on the Lugo Press as well. So there's room for that kind of creative yeah, writing exactly. to be there. Mm -hmm. But in the summer, we're also thinking of having... Photography, A photography instance. competition, yeah. exactly. So... Yeah. Um, different ways to involve the community and just get just get students actively yeah. thinking about it as well yeah especially with this environmental guilt one we really want to give a platform for the for yeah, the artistic side for of the artistic side and the emotional side as well yeah, and the exactly, emotion, exactly the very emotional side because it's a, it's a great way of coping you know through art yeah, especially exactly. thinking through the climate crisis through art for me i don't know i yeah. mean for a lot of yeah. other people yeah. too i know it is a very very useful way to express not only your frustrations but what you hope what your hopes are what your dreams are what your inhibitions mm. are it's it's a really nice way to not only participate in that but also engage with it as you know an audience that's kind of also something that we're really interested in and, yeah. and we want to provide for the community at light and hopefully so that will build yeah and that's definitely yeah it fosters community and like camaraderie as well yeah yeah, yeah this definitely move moving forward as well and just validating our emotions yeah. as well because yeah, sure. um it, it's just such a, a big also mental health issue mm -hmm. right like the environment causes so much not just i mean you hear terms like eco rage eco anxiety they, they've just become part of like uh, Gen C's vocabulary, right? Oh, yeah, this disillusionment with the world that we have at the moment, and at least this board, the board we currently have, definitely feels the need to validate that and provide a space that if you just want to attend uh, mm -hmm. to hear other people read their poetry, yeah. that's also that's also more than possible. But also, if you have this like urge to express it through poetry or through like. Uh, Photography, like photography we might have like some short fiction coming up but different we're still you know working on it and mm -hmm. uh, but we would really like it to be seasonal yeah seasonal things that students can come up and be like oh this is how sustainability affects me and yeah. open it up to the wide spectrum of of how people respond to 
these issues, whether that be through writing academic articles that are super quantitative, uh, for instance, or even a really abstract piece of art. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It could be. And I think that's, that's what makes everyone included uh, in the conversation. Uh, but then other ways to get involved, right? Uh, there'll be another committee probably in the in outreach. So yes. that's Anaya's. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah, and over there we're trying to establish more uh, collaborations with not just associations and organizations within the un university, but also green offices uh, around the country because some of them are doing brilliant work and to see what the potentials are for mm -hmm. uh joint events or joint symposiums, even as something as simple as sharing our practices with each other. So that committee would focus on that and try to identify the gaps within that exist within the yeah. universe, our university, look for inspiration to others, and then hopefully use that collaboration to, to fill these gaps. Uh, and so that's yeah. one side of things. But yeah, other ways to participate is, again, coming to different events. There would likely be another Lugo event, which also includes a closed swap, by the way, mm -hmm. which is nice. Hello. Uh, and free drinks. Uh, <laughs> there'll be free drinks. I think we're partnering with the Green Kitchen yes. in Leiden, which is similar to the Conscious Kitchen in oh, The Hague. Okay. And uh, so they'll be providing some vegan snacks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's it's always going nice. To be nice and, That's yeah. always nice. Well, thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day and giving us all a peek into what Lugo is all about. I think this was a very interesting conversation, even just to kind of like wrap your head around like what you guys are actually doing. And turns out you guys are doing a lot, <laughs> 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 like on the back end and on the front end. Mm -hmm. um, so again, thank you a lot for coming today and talking to me. Yeah, thank you for inviting us. Uh, it's yeah. a pleasure. Yeah. yeah, and we don't often get the chance to talk about Lucho a lot. Yeah. No, we were very pleased. This yeah. is exactly, this has come at the right time for us because yeah. we, again, we're talking about getting greater visibility and also putting out, you know, for people to keep an eye out on mm -hmm. the committees coming forward and mm -hmm. different events that we have coming up. Yeah, that's... Mm -hmm. That's great. I know it all sounds kind of abstract when we say things like foster a culture of sustainability, but yeah. we actually are trying to foster a culture. Yeah, of we actually are trying to materialize that <laughs> yeah. into into something that that is active mm -hmm. and that you can participate in, and that is self-sustaining as well. In a way. Yeah, exactly, exactly. As much as we want to, we cannot represent the entire student population. No, yeah. So the more voices that uh, we can represent the better. Thank you so much for listening to today's interview. I hope you gained some insights into what the Green Office is doing. We want to extend this discussion about how Green Leiden is into a future episode and look into our program more specifically. In an upcoming show, we'll be talking to International Studies Chair Giles Scott-Smith about how sustainability and climate change is taken into account in IS. So watch out for that episode. See you next time.